This is Money, Motivation, and Mike, and I am your host, Michael Wainwright. In charge of all the controls, as always, is audio engineer Jason Wright. And hello to you, world. This is the podcast that will change your life. As always, you can always find us at mx3.vip, or you can email us at info at mx3.vip. And we have been hearing uh, from you on the emails, and we greatly appreciate that because it gives us feedback to what we will put into future episodes, such as the series that we're going to start today. In our last episode, we talked about taxes, and I appreciate the the feedback that we received from the tax episode. And what I mean by that is, is obviously... I have a tax business, and I've been fortunate to have multiple businesses over my 32 years of my business career, and I was proposed the question a couple of times, and actually we've been proposed this a month or two ago, but not to the degree now of what are your philosophies of business, you know, and I've been talking about different topics over the last couple of months about balance and, and confidence and success and on top of the mountain and different things. But what is it that that first day, what is it that first week, that first month that Michael Wright has tried to instill in his business practices? And I'm going to go over those. And, and this, I believe that this, this topic is going to take us a couple episodes, you know, and the name of what we're going to be going through here is Seeds of Wisdom. And I have philosophies. I have 10 business philosophies. Not all that I had back in 1991 when I first went into business, uh, but those have built over time. And definitely over the last 10 years, these 10 particular business philosophies have continued to be what I have put as the cornerstone of, of any business um, that I have been involved in, including incorporating these philosophies into a couple of current businesses that maybe not all of these principles and parameters were being utilized within those businesses. So it really is things that have evolved over time. And you can take these different philosophies and you can incorporate the ones that you feel are important to you. And I hope that you would feel that all of them are important and that you might even add to them. And we would love to hear if you have something to add to the philosophies that we already have instilled and put in place. But right now, the seeds of wisdom, uh, those are those are big time words. And, and here's a quote from Warren Buffett. Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. That's vision. That's seeds of wisdom. Someone planted a tree. Now you've got this big old tree in the front yard and you're sitting under it because of something somebody did many, many years ago. So when I read that statement, I reflect on the people in my past who guided me and enabled me to grow into who I am today, business and personal for that matter. I think about the seeds of wisdom that each person took the time to plant in me long ago and to recall the actions and the role models that I looked up to that made the effort to instill in me some of the things that I now do. It makes me thankful for the wonderful people I've been privileged to have in my life. But I also recognize something bigger in this statement. I believe the shade refers to the quote in this quote that is the legacy passed from one generation to the next. It reminds me of being a father in my fatherhood and how I have this enormous responsibility when it comes to my children and my grandchildren to 
give them the, the the seeds and the wisdom of life and it and it's it's so refreshing to get to talk to them every day and 99% of that time it's because they are craving information and wanting something from you that they don't know or they or that they need i'm very rejoiced and and like i say very refreshed that my children have instilled in me that i might have a little bit of wisdom that i could pass along to them so seeds of wisdom doing something today that people will benefit from forever. So through my work ethic and my integrity and planning, you know, that I strive to do on a daily basis, that is the legacy that I'm looking to pass along to my family in a dynamic and sustainable way. You know, I've built solid foundations through my businesses and investments, and I work to make the best decisions possible for my continued success. And within these things, allow my family to live in the moment as well as build on and prepare for the future, which I feel very confident that they're in doing. So when you invest, you unquestionably, the best decision I've made to this time in my life is to invest in my family and giving them some of the things and information that they can pass along to their children and grandchildren. Of course, I'm involved in all that as well. And I know that you you are or will be in your near future also. But the path you know, continues to lead me to become involved and starting a business, you must have business philosophies. You must have something. And, and, and frankly, I don't remember uh, December the 14th of 1990 if I had a whole lot of wisdom. I don't remember if I even had a direction. All I had was a degree, and I was going to go put a shingle up and, and see if somebody would knock on my door. And, and that was kind of the start of it. And from there, we've developed to where we are today. So I'm going to go through these 10 business principles and philosophies, and then I'm going, to, I'm going to name them all off so that you can write them down. And then I'm going to go back and I'm going to discuss each one of them and what I think is entailed in them. And some of these philosophies we have already covered on this podcast, and we will continue to cover them for obviously as long as I'm around and available to bring information to you. They will be covered all the time because once you heard it once, you've heard it. And once you've heard it twice, you've now heard it double the times that someone else has only heard it once. So if you heard it three times or five times, look how much more information, look how much more knowledge that you will have received and be better off for today and and tomorrow in the coming years of your life. So my number one business philosophy is anything is possible if you have the right information and knowledge. Simple as that. My number two is success requires vision, direction, and a plan. Number three, which is a big one for me, and a big one I have not had a whole lot of success with, and it's something as simple as balance is a must. Number four is trust is paramount in any relationship, business, personal, your spouse, your children, your business partners, the people you work with, whomever it is. Trust is paramount in any relationship. It's also what will kill any relationship. Number five, the team you build can make or break you. Number six, do not worry about the other guys and what they're doing or what they're making. Number seven, do not let past mistakes or failures steal your drive to succeed. Number eight, and I really feel strongly about this one. And I I feel like that we have succeeded 
with number eight, and that is learn to prioritize. And prioritize sometimes gets other people very upset because they may not be at the top of the priority. Learn to prioritize, number eight. Number nine, write things down. And number 10, as we always talk, be prepared when good fortune comes your way. Always got to be prepared. Those 10 principles and philosophies are what I instill in anyone that I ever talk to about potentially being in business or you're already in business and you're looking for some guidance and direction. Those are the 10 items that what I call my 10 business principles and philosophies of of being involved in a business and taking them to the next level. So go back to number one. Anything is possible if you have the right information and knowledge. Now you think about this. Information is free. And in many cases, and right for the taking for those who want it. Information is free in so many cases. And it's right there for the taking. And you think about how we obtain information. You know, 30 years ago, uh, let's just say from 1995 back, before the World Wide Web is where I'm going with this. Maybe you had to go to the library and pull up books on how to go plant a tree uh, that will make shade at some time in the near future. We had to go to other places. The books of this world, the information was all in them and you had to go do study and you had to do those kind of things. You had to find someone to mentor you, to give you some information that maybe you didn't, you didn't know about your, your role model, your life coach, whomever it was. Now, today, there's no excuse for you not being able to find resources with that worldwide web. You can go to the internet, for example, and you can get anything you want. If you want to know how to tie a tie, You can go on there and somebody will tie a tie and you can replicate that. If you want to know how to start your own business, you can go right there to that internet and there's so many different ways. Books can be downloaded in an instant. The technology is there. I mean, there is no reason that you can't read, read, read as much as you want to. All the information's there. You just have to go and get it. But ultimately, it's up to you to take that first step and to seek out the information that you need before you can make an educated decision. Information, you got to go get it, the information and the the knowledge. All right, the number two principle is success requires vision, direction, and a plan. A successful business person has a goal in mind and a plan for how he or she will achieve it. That's an action. He or she is also able to see the big picture and do what is necessary to control the variables he or she encounters. He does not hope he'll be successful. There is a plan to be put in place. You can do a lot of a hope, and hope's a big word. Love hope in the Bible for sure, but you can't hope something's going to happen because hope will get you in trouble, and it, it can become a dangerous thing. Trying to live on hope and dreams will only lead to disaster most of the time. Hope never comes home, and hope doesn't pay the bills. So if hope is your plan, then you have no plan. And you have to understand that because you have to have vision and direction. So being an entrepreneur is an all or nothing endeavor. It's not only hard and time consuming, but it requires tremendous work ethic. Success relies on your full commitment. Saturday and Sundays are just other days. Five o'clock is just another hour. And lots of times you don't take a lunch break. To be successful, it requires vision, direction, 
and a plan. You have to put that plan together. And like I say, when you have hope as your plan or you don't have a plan, you actually do have a plan. It's a plan to fail. So we have to have a plan. Number three is balance. And we've actually done an episode on on this particular topic. It is a big topic to me because I have failed in this topic so, so many times. And and balance is so necessary. And when you're not, you're you're going to be in a, a, a world of hurt. But, you know, you have to put in the time and the work to be successful. There's no doubt about that. But you also need downtime. And I definitely didn't understand that for a good 20, 25 years. You must find time to rest. You must find time to be with your family. And and I've often had times struggling with both of these areas. And it's caused problems within my relationships, no doubt about that, uh, starting with the mother of my children. And uh, I guess there's a word you could use for me. Well, I don't guess. I know. And it's called uh, that I'm, I'm a workaholic. And I like to say I was a workaholic. I don't work any less harder today than I did 15 years ago, but I work smarter. And I get more things done now than I did then. And here's another part about being in balance. You can't be all things to all people because I've tried to do that too. And you can't make all the decisions and do all the work and think you're going to be successful down the road. You have to put quality people around you. That's part of the balance. And then the part of the balance is also letting them make decisions that are at the end of the day, beneficial for the business. And when you go back and you help them with that number one of gaining the information and the knowledge and putting them into your business, then they'll have the proper tools and guidance to make proper decisions within your business. And that will give you the balance to move forward. So learning to control yourself when it comes to balance is vital. And you got to work real hard. But You know, there is an important thing about going home and hanging out with your kids. There's a big thing about going home and sitting on the couch and and holding your spouse's hand and just talking about where that is. And if you don't have that in your life, just like we talk about with different things that come along with balance, balance has to be there. You have to stop and relax every now and then and not feel guilty for taking time for your family and yourself and whatever that is. And golf has always been my out where I can go and block out the outside world. Because those of us who have played golf know that hitting that golf ball off that tee, that's sitting there still, and everybody around you is completely quiet, is one of the hardest things you'll ever do. And in the words of Tiger Woods, you never will master the game of golf. When you leave the golf course, you can always figure out something that you could have done better. It is the ultimate game of making yourself better on a daily basis. I always say, if you want to know if you want to do business with someone, take them to the golf course. Because you think about this. If they'll cheat on the golf course, they'll definitely cheat on you when it comes to money. So you think about that. Golf has always been a a way for me to get away and get out. Like I say, you've got to have balance in your life. And maybe your balance is nothing more than going and watching TV. You got to be able to get away. You got to be able to clear your mind. You got to have a moment for yourself. And for a long time, I didn't understand all these things. And I'm just telling you, you need to do it. And if you don't, you're going to be in major, major trouble on down the road with your business and personal life all the way around. Number four is trust. Trust is paramount in any relationship. You must be transparent with the details. If someone entrusts you 
with their with their business, with their decisions, with their money, you'd better protect it like it's your last dollar. Your track record, your time, and your experience are when you build trust and improve yourself with credibility. Your reputation is one of your biggest assets. It also can be one of your biggest liabilities. But over the course of time, you have an opportunity to make corrections. And within that trust factor, one of the biggest things to me when it comes to trust is admitting that you're wrong, that you made a mistake. And I believe the person on the other end accepts that better than not ever knowing that you did make a mistake or that you covered it up or you tried to act like it didn't exist. Coming clean and admitting when you do things wrong admitting that it could have been better, but you didn't didn't see that at the time. And just being honest with somebody gain, will gain you at a, a ridiculous amount of trust. Always speak right to the people and deliver on your promises. And if it doesn't happen exactly the way, explain why it didn't. And if you tell somebody something, you can count on it. I don't say anything I don't mean. Those who know me can attest to that. Now, Some of the things I have said in the past have been ugly and rude. And at the time, I I meant it. Looking back on it, it probably could have been a better approach, could have been a a better plan as we talk. But at that time, that was what I thought needed to happen and and thought that's what we needed to do. You know, the only thing we can do with the past is learn from it. And I know for a fact that I have learned a great deal, not only from the positives that have came in my life for the last 30 plus years when it comes to business, but also the failures as well. And that, you know, that also goes back to the day you were born and I'm, I'm referring to my business days, but frankly, those early years is the things that you did right. And the things you did wrong, get you prepared to go to college and, and then get into your own business. Trust is big. You have to have trust in everything you do. Number one, you got to trust yourself. Go look in the mirror and say that a time or two. Do I trust myself? Can I go to work? Can I go to the office and trust myself to do what I need to do? Interesting. Number five, the team you build can make or break you. And as much as I'm a team player, I want to think that I'm a team player. As much as I love building a team, there were a time when I was the team and I didn't want anybody else. I didn't need anybody else or so I thought. Because I wanted to have my hands in everything. And the fact that you, in essence, are a micromanager, you want to dictate everything, you're a dictator, uh, those kind of things, well, obviously, that's not going to get you very far. There's so many, so many hours in the day. It's just like you come in and you work one hour. That's all you're going to get. But if you have 10 people working one hour, now we have 10 hours in that day. Now, you multiply that up, it's an eight-hour day, et cetera, whatever. Maybe it's a 10-hour day. You can see when you can duplicate yourself with other people how successful you can be. And success begets success. And people emulate the traits of the people they admire. Your team has to admire you. They, for lack of a better saying, they they would be willing to go to war with you. They'd be willing to walk down the dark alley with you. That's what someone entrusting in the team and, and leadership and respect are gained. They are achievements with you as a leader. 
you don't walk into a new group of people or you don't bring someone on someone onto your team and them think you're the best thing that ever walked the face of the earth for them to think that you are the ultimate leader. You have to show and prove to them that you are the person that they can rely on when the going gets tough and success becomes involved. And and when people know his or her role and they're capable of performing an excellent, high professional way, anytime you're the smartest person in the room, it's time to reevaluate the room. Now, everybody wants to walk in and think that they're the smartest person in the room. But are you really? Is there not anyone in that room that you can't learn from? Okay, well, that's with your team as well. And I know when you're building a team, you probably are the smartest person in the world. But the point is, is you had to bring people in that have just as much, if not more expertise than you do. And in several of my businesses that I've been very fortunate to be able to do that. You need to surround yourself with people who are equal, if not greater. Just like I say, then you and you don't want people in your room that are a yes man. Choosing the right people to join in this journey of this business you're on is often the hardest thing you can do. I look at it like a like a team of coaches, the coaching staff. If you notice successful teams always have a quality, successful coaching staff, and it works that way within the office, too. That from the from the time you walk in a front door and the person who greets you, the person who answers that telephone, who deals with the public on an all-day basis, that's the number one team player right off the bat. They are the face of the company. And due to how you perceive them when you walk in, may not be who you want to be with. You may never get past the front door because you don't like who you are seeing, the makeup of the office, the person who's sitting there, were they rude? Were, were they ugly to you? It's all about the team. And choosing the right people to join your team is a very difficult thing to do, but it can become so easy if, if you put all the principles and philosophies into place to make this work. As we finish up number five here, the team you build can make or break you. This is a good point for us to stop with this episode, and we will start back up next week with number six. Number six being... Do not worry about the other guy or what they are doing and how much they're making. As always, on Money, Motivation, and Mike, you can reach us at mx3.vip or you can email us at info at mx3.vip. We certainly appreciate all our listeners. We appreciate all the feedback you give us. We continue to grow on a, on a daily basis with our listeners, our subscribers. We love the fact that you will continue to spread the word to your friends and your family and the people that you know that might need what we do. And what we do is try to help you become a better person for your daily walk and right on down the line, no matter what that daily walk is. So until next time, live your life the right way.